Hey, what's going on, motivators? Dr. Drill with the Making Motivation Podcast coming to you live from Lowe's in uh, Lansdale, Hatfield, I guess. Today is September 11th, 2021. Yes, 20 years removed, or in advance, rather, of the... uh, of that terrible day, September 11th, 2001. Everybody uh, talks about where they were. Well, fucking, you can turn then, Peter Face. I'm going to turn then. No, I'm going to go across now. Thank you. You're an idiot, lady. Maybe a new driver. I'm going to give you a pass. Um, So everybody talks about where they were when this went down, when the Twin Towers were attacked, effectively blown up by missile-like airliners 20 years ago. On that day, what was going on? Well, personally, I was in chiropractic college. I believe it was my second year, and we had just returned to classes, and I was part of a a greeting um, committee that went to go meet the new students that just enrolled in New York Chiropractic College. So we went down the cafeteria, and uh, that morning prior to, you know, somebody said, oh, you know, there's been an attack, and there was just this gravity around the whole situation that was very trying, very stressful, very unfamiliar, you know, nobody had ever had a, you know, an experience like that. We really had never had been attacked on our own soil for by enemy forces. Um, I mean, you could say Pearl Harbor, and you could say certainly when we attacked ourselves during the Civil War. You can go back to the Revolutionary War with Britain and all that stuff. But uh, in recent history, there had not been anything like that. Certainly, there was the largest mass casualty event that ever occurred, I believe. Um, So it was terrible. I was in, again, NYCC, second year of my uh, chiropractic studies. Uh, I'm in the state of New York and several hours away, I don't know, five hours away four hours away, there was a plume of smoke that would would rise into the atmosphere representing these attacks on, uh, on our nation, on our nation's uh, financial district, on our nation's populous people, on our sovereignty, on our freedom, all that stuff. We had been attacked by a very, very uh, aggressive, coordinated way by an enemy that just hated everything we stood for. So um, I do remember at that particular time feeling like, wow, you know, it, there, there was a lot of back and forth. There was a lot of, uh, you know, people hated it, politicization of everything. People hated George Bush. People loved George Bush. The same stuff that's gone on recently, only a little bit less severe. Trump and Biden and all that stuff, right? 
or is it less severe? Anyway, we were at each other's throats like we often are in this country, and then we were really attacked. We were shock and awe, fucking blown away, literally and figuratively. Hijacked our aircraft that civilian civilians are you know doing business on their everyday stuff. We got freaking people that are flying on business trips and going to visit family and wherever the whatever the destination of those planes. They were hijacked and rerouted and flown into some of the most iconic um, office buildings in the world. The Twin Towers. And it's terrible. The fall of the towers, the, uh, the death, the explosions, the shock, the people just walking home, walking across, you know, the bridges in that area, getting, trying to getting away from the explosions and the rubble and the dust and the chaos and the firefighters and police, etc., who ran into that. place at the same time, ground zero at the same time. In fact, it, it kind of like, you know, uh, really put a explanation point at the end of that phrase, ground zero. Oh my God, did you hear about the rubble at ground zero? They have dogs and robots and first responders picking through the rubble. They found somebody alive today. Oh, no, there's not a lie, or, you know, just everything. Just all the emotions, the, the cleanup, the, the, the response, the firefighters, the stories, uh, people climbing up, uh, firefighters, first responders racing up the, the stairs while simultaneously people trying to flee the upper floors of this building, besieged building, stumbling down the other way screaming, telling stories, helping people, you know, getting out, walking out of the building just before it finally collapsed, or not making it out, you know, and the vivid stories, the trauma, untold, just incredible, unbelievable, and so, this morning, I turn on the, the news, and uh, the footage, and it'll be going on all day. There's people, men and women, different races, creeds, colors, standing in front of a microphone with uh, police and firefighters standing in the background at attention, and they're saying, John Bartholomew Smith, Christina Agnello, Ahmad Awad, Cedric Jones, you know, and then finally, if the survivors um, or the survived, maybe leaving a little epitaph, a little bit of a statement, uh, my father or my uncle, you know, 20 years ago, I was just a baby, you couldn't believe your grandchildren, children, grandchildren, and they live on through you, and we hope to see you again soon, and all these just well-meaning pledges and 
outcrying of, you know, grieving, still grieving, and just the trauma that stays with you for so long, something that you'll never forget, uh, it's, it's, it's a crazy thing, because when you remember something like this, like, when you remember where you were, people ask, uh, well, where were you, or what happened, do you know anybody who died in it, or, like, they want to, like, my daughter asked me that this morning, Dad, you know anybody who died, like, you know everybody, and, I, you know, the, I, it's a joke, because I, I do have a lot of connections, and I, I'm from New Jersey, I know people that live and work in, in around North Jersey, New York uh, City, that still do, and sure, I'm sure I, I know somebody who's in my high school graduating class who died in that, I'm sure I know people who served in the days following 9-11, and, you know, fought for, you know, as in response to it. And I'm sure that, you know, somehow, some way, we're all, we all have a connection. We know somebody whose family was touched, or who we lost, or who signed up to serve as a policeman, or a firefighter, or a part of our nation's military in response to this attack. So I look at that and I, you know, it's, it, it's obviously, it turns your stomach. It, it makes you feel it, it, it's weird. It's almost like to commemorate things. Like when we say the you know, voice, the phrase, never forget, never forget our Vietnam veterans, never forget, uh, you know, storm such and such grandpa stormed the beaches of Normandy, oh, such and such, dad, he won't talk about it, I didn't know that he was that much of a, uh, a war hero, yada, 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 it interests me when we commemorate things like that, it's almost like something like this, it's like everybody, again, wants to feel, wants to be, not close to, but you want to know, do you, do you lose anybody in this, do you know anybody who's affected by this? And when you do, it's almost like, it's obviously not a good thing, but it, it brings you, brings people closer to the event. It somehow makes it more real. You know, if I know somebody who was impacted, even by the recent storms, you know anybody who's impacted in Hurricane Sandy, Sandy or uh, how about, um, Ida, the Ida remnants, or 9-11, anybody know anybody who, uh, who was affected by this day, you know, yeah, I got people, family who live 20 minutes from New York City, I'm sure, they know somebody, you know, who they lost, or, I mean, it's, it's terrible, and it moved our nation closer together, it, it brought us together, it, it, it had us kind of bury the hatchet against one another, and unite to try to emerge from a terrible, you know, from from our infighting and from our disagreements about so many different things. There's just a lot, a lot that, you know, that I almost reluctant, like there's a, there's a show I'll probably watch tonight, but it's on Netflix, and it's about 9-11, Turning Point 9-11, and it goes way back to the 80s, and our 
again, our support, we supported organizations like the Taliban and Al-Qaeda, people living in, in the Middle East, Afghanistan in particular, we supported them when Russia was in there. We trained them, we armed them, we you know, equipped them. We provided intelligence to these freedom fighters like Osama bin Laden, etc. When it suited us, and then, you know, we, when we were in there, they were probably doing the same thing, right? Proxy wars, I've mentioned it before. You might have heard it. You should be informed about proxy wars. Um, so I think about all this, and obviously, you know, my heart goes out to anybody affected. I'm angry that anybody who would, uh, you know, I, I remember those days. I was not too far out of the Marines, maybe five years out of the Marine Corps. It was 2001. I got out in 1997, so five, six years I was out of the Marines. I was tempted to drop everything and re-enlist. I could have, I might have, but I didn't, you know. Many people did, got back into the fight, wanted to serve their country again. I think that's a good thing. There's an an energy, the response, uh, it necessitates just a tremendous energy and a a, a mission. It it, It prompts people to come together around a common enemy and and an important cause, which was rebuilding and uh, finding survivors and helping people and, um, and going to take, take it to the enemy, going to destroy these motherfuckers. And we did that. We did it for a long time. We did it for two decades. We fought over there. You know, like, what is the fight? You know, when is the job done is the question. When something like that happens... When is the job done? When are we sure that we've accomplished the mission to the point where, okay, it's, it's, it's justifiable for us to leave at this point and go back to our lives? Don't do it again, motherfuckers, sort of thing, you know? Like, we can go back in there again today. We lost thousands of people on 9-11, and after we lost thousands more, um, we lose people all the time due to uh, cancers and chronic disease that's related, uh, I've read, to the, the cleanup, to the first responders, their lungs, their, you know, their organs, their, the dust, the, all the sh- terrible stuff that humans don't so, don't so often encounter that were floating around in that city, particularly in the, in the days years following that uh, tragedy it kills people so thousands of people have died and no doubt we've um, killed thousands many thousands of the enemy and that was all that was all important to do you know that's 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 when the gloves come off you know as I talk about Mike Tyson Everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the nose. So true. We can't let people do this. We can't let people push us around. We can't let people threaten our our sovereignty, our, our freedom, our people. You know, hitting civilians 
that are going to work, that have families. It's terrible, it's a terrible thing to do. And uh, so it's so easy. The response is so simple. We got to fuck up these people, man. We got to go and just destroy. Let's go. Let's put everything we got, you know, you know, all the spec, spec ops and all the freaking armament and everything. Let's let's put our turn our guns on these fuckers. I'm glad we did it. But of course, it's predictable that you know would have gone would have taken far longer than we thought, and that there might be no discernible end to the mission. So, acknowledging 9/11. You have a moment of silence, you know, understanding that somewhere probably uh, thousands of miles away, or maybe not too far away, there's people that are like, yeah, the, you know, America had it coming. They might celebrate 9-11. Hopefully very few people do that, but there's some evil fuckers out there. And these people are so dumb and so ideologically poisoned that they make it very easy they perpetuate, to perpetuate this whole behavior, to fight these people forever, you know, until it got so bad or we just fucking drop a nuke on them, you know, and that would be terrible too, because just, you know, it's, it's terrible when conflict runs away like this, and we're not, again, we're not dealing with little, uh, stabbings and, uh, shootings and shit like that, you know, we can, large-scale casualty events at this point. It's terrible. The possibilities, the potential for just mayhem. And I'm sorry to hear and, and even think about that. But you have to think about that, you know, when something like this goes down. You think about where do we go from here? And Look at these people still bereaving, still... Um, grieving their loved ones who fell in this terrible attack senseless so my heart goes out to them but um, you know I there was one particular loved one who got up there and said you know did acknowledge people who we've lost more recently you know in recent conflicts and during COVID and all this stuff. Nobody wants to talk about that enemy again. The invisible foe. Somebody who... This little fuzzball, right? It's fucking tiny. So tiny. People, Most people have no clue, really, how small this critter is and and how helpless we are. You know, like if if it's a human enemy, we can kill it. We can chase it down. We can do the... Investigations on it. We can find out who did it, and we can bring them to justice somehow. But for the last couple years, last eighteen months at least, we've been fighting this invisible foe. We're not completely sure the origins of it yet. Started in China, we believe. We've been attacked, you know. We've been either we've been attacked by a virus. Ooh, that's a bummer. Road closed detour. Sorry to hear that. Follow red arrow. 
I'd certainly like to see what's going on over there. Um, I'm down here by the Unami Creek. I want to see what's what's going on here. These beautiful stone bridges. Yeah. Overflowed the banks here. Very fucking tragic. Stone bridge is all fucked up. You can only imagine what it looks like downstream. We'll see what the scout camp looks like. Um, where was I? So this woman had the courage to say, you know, acknowledge uh, COVID and people that have died more recently and and will die, could die in this pandemic, but nobody talks about it now. Uh, 650, we, we lost thousands of people in in one day, in a few hours on 9-11. In the last 18 months, we lost 650,000 Americans to a virus. We were attacked, either it was by outright by a virus that just mutated, something that sprung from Whatever from um, utilization of uh, of humans, uh, humans of uh, animals for food, you know, could have come from <coughs> the wet markets in China or wherever, where they freaking raise snakes, snails, and puppy dogs' tails for consumption or whatever the fuck. I work. It could have been from some bioweapons lab or some research facility, and it it escaped from there. Shit, there have been books written about the notion that notion. So honestly, it's about time it happened, given the um, just how probable, but that that is just how widespread uh, science and investigations of uh, different pathogens and different microbes that could turn pathogenic like it's it's not inconceivable some scientist with an axe to grind some mistake it gets out inadvertently we're working on some sort of whatever for research maybe we're look we're working on this microbe trying to help people trying to find a using the microbe to try to find a uh, the potential for a disease like this down the road What's the next pandemic look like? Or maybe we can use this microbe somehow to make drugs, make medicines, test medicines, understand this important part of our, but invisible part of our world, the microbial world, better. But however it got out, it got out. If it's ever determined that it was somehow leaked that this was an attack by China or by somebody. How do we respond to that? What do we do? You know, is that World War III? Most likely. These events will probably result in World War III. Makes sense to me. But to think about the magnitude, we've lost in 18 months 650,000 people just in the United States across the the world, we've lost millions of people and will lose millions of more. And we've got our own citizens who don't seem to buy into some of a percentage of them 
can't bring themselves to wear a face mask at Lowe's. And you run into people, you know, as you're almost literally as you're negotiating the aisles with all of your weekend purchases. And you feel like, wow. Look, oh, oh, you're wearing a mask. Oh, yeah, you're, I'm not. Uh, should there be some sort of tension between us? And then there's also a numbness where people are just like, uh, it's just, what are we going to do? And there's confusion about it. And there's, it's just so monotonous, right? It's stressful and there's fatigue to the whole deal. It's a very, very crazy, interesting time that none of us have experienced before, and hopefully we never will again, and hopefully at some point there's, you know, human beings can come together. I, I guess while I'm watching this footage, I'm most I, inclined to feel as though, wow, 20 years ago we had this wake-up call, and everybody knew, everybody, everybody felt like, wow, why does it take something so devastating for us to all come together? And just kind of put down, you know, put down our, our swords against one another and go after a common enemy. And as I st- stated, it's a bummer even when you have a common enemy because then you go to war and that drags on forever and there's untold lives lost and hardships. And that's kind of just, but that's, that's something we're used to, attacking each other. Or attacking not each other, but the the enemy. You know, like ah, oh, let's get those Japs, let's get those Krauts, let's get those Gooks, let's get those towel heads, whatever we call the enemy. Those are not my terms. Those are how we demoralize the enemy, immoralize them, so that we can justify slaughtering them and un- unapologetically just going to work, destroying their societies and trying to make them like our own and. Just all that. I mean, it's so complex. It's anybody who who says who has an opinion on things that doesn't acknowledge that this is all extremely complex. You know, it's not good guys versus bad or good versus evil or or any or you know whatever. This is extremely complex, and we've seen it many times before. We know that war is hell. We know that war is a racket. Yes, we do know that people have advantage. Uh, you know, have incentive to be, if not to go to war, to be at war. That there are industries that thrive during these times. And also it, it pumps up the, the population. It solves problems, in a, ironically, in a, in, a, in a strange, very strange way. It solves some of our problems. Temporarily. Well, we all wondered, I remember 20 years ago wondering, why does it take so much such a a devastating time in order to come together. How fucking tragic is that? Why? Like, why can't we all just kind of observe 9-11-2021, the 20-year anniversary of this anniversary? That's like, I just had my freaking 15th anniversary, wedding anniversary. We went away to Lancaster and we pulled around and we had good food and we drank and we uh, 
looked in antique shops. Like, that's an anniversary. Anniversary of a tragedy is not something that you remember in the same way. Shouldn't even call it an anniversary. What what do you call it? How do you describe something like this? It's so devastating, so terrible. You certainly don't call it a fucking anniversary. Even though it's a term in common knowledge. Common language, excuse me. So, that's what's on my mind. That's what I'm thinking about. Maybe we could just observe this anniversary of 9-11, 20 years, and everybody have a couple beers tonight and say, you know what? Remember when? Remember how in the, you know, with the ashes of 9-11 fresh, with the anger and the frustration and the terror and the the confusion and all that terrible stuff. Americans did come together. And we did have tremendous resolve to, to fix the problem, to address the problem. It was constructive in a way. Afterwards, it was like, wow, we know what we need to do. Let's do it. And then that was like, you know... We were so busy working to that effect that we didn't really... We kind of overlooked some of our differences within our population. And strangely, it was it was a good time for a long time. And then we got a little bored. Our economy came roaring back, and we got a little bit bored. And we had some you know, political strife started to heat up again. People started to, there, there, there grew a division. And as I recall, it was, you know, a big part of it was Trump. And his big fucking mouth and his, the other side is, you know, you can very easily polarize the society. We start doing what we do to our enemies, treating our friendlies like enemies. Treating a part of the an aspect, a, a segment of our society as the enemy or not smart or unthinking or whatever. And we've all done it. Now, you know, the way I talk about Trump and the way I feel about people who are um, who think like he does and who would support him, it makes me confused as to the sense that they have or lack thereof. How could anybody you know, during a fucking viral pandemic, not wear a mask, not try to do their part to heal our world, to fight this enemy, to bring the battle to this foe, to come together to try to solve this problem. It makes us polarized. So he was a polarizing force, Trump. And then the pandemic occurred, and it was like there's no look turning back now. A few important people in our society and in the world 
said, ah, it's no big deal. Don't worry about wearing a mask. Nothing to see here. The economy's fine. This is going to go away on its own when it gets warmer. Just wash your hands. You're going to be good. And we're still kind of there, man. Like, we're still, you know, science is, meanwhile, trying to negotiate their way, trying to, as sensibly as possible, pick through this, the ashes, the debris, the trauma, the facts of this case, and we're trying to solve it. We're trying to to do what we can. Scientific community and clinicians and sense makers are trying to solve this problem and help us, you know, determine who the enemy is and how to fight it. But the people are kind of in our way. The problem is the people aren't getting behind that and them and, and our polit- our politicians are You know, it's, to me, it's treasonous, the behavior of people. It's treasonous. The behavior of some people who just don't seem to be willing. They're not willing to help us sort through this shit. They're not, they don't seem willing to to help rebuild, to help, you know, there's one of the, fuck it, I'm just going to do my thing. You do you, I'll do me. I'll take my chances. I'm not going to wear a mask. It's like, Jesus fucking Christ, with the mask shit. get vaccinated, all of a sudden these people are so fucking tough, they can't even inject themselves with this little fucking molecule that just just designed to provide them some support to prevent them from getting very sick. You know, the 90 freaking 9%, the, 99, the new 99%, I read a study, said that 99% of people who are clogging up the fucking ERs and the ICUs and taking hospital beds. The new 99% are the unvaccinated who thought they were going to wait or they weren't going to do it because they're afraid that it's going to do something that's going to, it's going to be harmful to them. You know, this isn't without precedent. There's been people throughout history who didn't want to take a shot, Right? remember the story um, the movie Apocalypse Now there's a scene where Marlon Brando 
by dumb. Yeah, Peter. Wonder if you could be slower. Marlon Brando, as he's gone insane. And he's Captain Kurtz. He lives in somewhere in Laos or something like that, along a river that is controlled by native people. out here, Pennsylvania, no trespassing, violators will be shot, survivors will be shot again, that's what it says, it's not entirely necessary, right, so these roads are all fucked up back here, so anyway, Colonel Kurtz is living off the reservation up a river in Laos, uh, aborigines and shit are, um, They, are, they regard him as a god. And he says, I remember when I was, uh, he was in uh, Green Beret. We were here and we came in, we, we helped them. Uh, we went to a village and we delivered vaccinations for malaria. And when we came back, we found a pile of stacked arms they had cut the arms off which had been vaccinated and I thought what courage what conviction to do something like that and that's when I realized we were going to lose the war so people, that was ignorance that did that right? They, they thought that western intervention or any intervention anything outside of of the way that they always did things was wrong. And so that's when, of course, they regarded us as the West as the enemy, so they would do something like that. Anyway, I don't know, so it feels like we're not so far from that sometimes. Stupidity. Stupidity. So anyway, I'll stop rambling now after 40 minutes, but it, it it's, when you revisit something like this, to me, I'm like, it's terrible, it's tragic, I'm so sorry it happened that, that I had to live through that and I had to explain it from, to my children who were not born at that time and that this is part of our history. It's terrible. And I'm proud of our response to it, you know. I think that people need to remember the response and the community that got together in order to to try to attack this enemy and to in order to do so we had to work together. And why don't we just mentally realize that right now? So, you know what? Man, we fucking got through it. Remember, we really had to work together. 
we got through it after that bullshit. We collaborated and we, you know, stuck together and we solved problems together with people that we didn't necessarily like, but we worked together and we, you know, we, we saw the, how futile it was that we would bicker among ourselves and that, that it was important that we, we circle the wagons and solve problems together. We got to do that now. Is the ultimate my ultimate point? We got to fucking do that now, man. Wake up. Remember what happened. Remember 9/11. Remember history, and think about the days that we're living now, and how perhaps we can work together. We can get through this shit. don't, we're fucked. I mean, like, really fucked. And you're wondering, like, again, what, something that's gonna, like, put on the brakes. What can we do to put on the brakes? Like, the way we're going right now is not good. So how can we put on the brakes in our society and say, hey, guys, wait a second. I don't want to be, I don't want us to be at each other's throats. I don't want us to be constantly infighting, constantly attacking each other. We have our differences. We have some real things that are up for debate and that are, you know, some domestic policy things and disagreements that are fierce and they're important uh, discussions to have. But can't let them, those disagreements tear our society apart. And they are. And you really think about it, they're lesser problems because yes, there are uh, our enemies, our adversaries, the other superpowers, they are watching how we're behaving. And they're like, you know, they're chuckling. They're like, what the fuck? Look what these guys are doing. See how they're they're treating each other over there? This would be a good time right now to do whatever the fuck we want to do. To make our power play. To do whatever. You know, to hit them with a cyber attack. To... um, get our spies and intelligence operatives in there to you know fan the flames to turn people against one another to steal their money and their power and their everything to take over you know things are a lot more complicated than they were years ago when it was, you know, hundreds of years ago, when it was just like, okay, you know, we'll get on a freaking, uh, everybody get online and shoot each other, and then when you get close enough, you bayonet each other, and that's what we can, that's what we're gonna do, 
it's over. Okay, who's who's left standing, you know? Okay, we won. It's not that simple anymore. Maybe it never was simple anyway. Let's learn from our past mistakes. Let's take a fucking day like 9-11 and let's be thankful for what we have. And at the very least, we take care of each other, our fellow Americans. Because of all that shit that we talk about, how we're the best, and how, you know, the United States of America, the United States of America, it is what it is, man. We're the divided states of America right now. Countries at each other's, or cities and counties and states at each other's throats, arguing over things. Whether or not we're going to wear, there should be people wearing masks in school. Just fucking shut up and wear the mask so we don't fucking pass around the cooties, you goddamn fools. You know? Trying to help you, trying to help each other. See it for what it is. Think of the greater good. Makes sense. Have a great weekend.